Welcome to the Scott Shepard Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today, I'm recording this episode 149 from good old Little Italy in San Diego, California, in my home office. It is a Thursday at 3.06 p.m., and the big news in the life of Scott Shepper at this juncture is this. Brodus Maximus Shepper III is officially a lion. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, my freaking cat received a lion cut today, or a lion's cut, as convention labels it. And, well, he looks absolutely magnificent, and quite frankly, he also is strutting around as if he knows that he looks magnificent. So, today, ladies and gentlemen, the episode, as usual, and as always, is completely straight from the gut, authentic, and, well pertains to my people. And who are my people? My people are those committed to growth and learning and are those who are copywriters, marketers, and slash or entrepreneurs. I myself am one that has a strong lean towards theory rather than practice, though I do like to practice, however, I just get bored of practicing because, well, learning new theories and testing new theories in the real world is a lot more fun. And I realize that a lot of you, well, at least many of you and many people, many entrepreneurs, are sitting on the opposite spectrum, opposite side of the spectrum. They are sitting on the side wherein they are go, 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 go mode, and they do not like to sit down and read through a, a ton of theory, okay? And mind you, of course, there's a balance. I'm not saying that I'm an extreme theorist. However, my tendency, everyone has a tendency where they lean one way or the other. And therefore, my tendency and my love and passion is to read and learn and dive into books. And, well, dive into other stuff too, like dive into when learning programming languages, you just have to dive into essentially the world of programming and debugging stuff and searching around on Stack Overflow and debugging bugs and stupid small things and typos uh, for four hours straight. And you have to at the same time, have a positive mindset in in terms of 
telling yourself that you're not wasting your life and your time. And so I like that mental cognitive challenge of just sitting there and really diving, diving deep into theory and research. And I bring this up because, as I've mentioned before, the current book I am reading is called The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell. It is a book that Russell Brunson talks about and touches upon. And actually, I don't know if he talks specifically about A Hero with a Thousand Faces, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, or if he just mentions the hero's journey and uh, the the concept of the hero's journey. Uh, I believe he is definitely done both, at least in his podcast, but I know he has referenced the hero's journey and uh, I believe Michael Haig or Hogg, however you want to say his name and however much of a hog he has. <laughs> um, yes, so I do know that Russell Brunson has mentioned and written about him in Expert Secrets and also a 96% chance that he has done so in his pod- podcasts. I do not know if he has actually read A Hero the hero with a thousand faces or the hero with a thousand faces. And for the record, it is the hero with a thousand faces because I just looked up my bibliography database and that is what it is reporting to me. So for those of you that are curious about this book, I will say this, I am going through it in careful, slow detail. I've spent probably about four hours reading the book so far, and I'm on page 25. The reason is twofold. First, it is an academically orthodox, prose-laden book. It is riddled with high-browed New Yorker reader-style prose and those who enjoy reading academic journals. So it's a little difficult to read swiftly because it is not written in third grader level English. However, the primary reason why it takes me so long, and I am kind of setting a record because even while reading other books in the, in the past, I, I didn't take this long to read. But with this book, I dive into every single concept I'm unfamiliar with. And even the concepts that I am familiar with, yet I want to go deeper on, I go in, I go deep. I go into the etymologies of the word, the concept, the research behind it. And also compare it and link it together with other ideas that are applicable and helpful for copywriters and marketers. And yesterday I did this. And when I do this, I write out in a series of note cards, all of these ideas and I file them immediately. I don't make a list and then go back to it and then 
you know, try to do it at the end of the day and I cram all these ideas and, and research it all. No, no, I have to, if, if I, if something find if I find something interesting, I don't read it, read it and move on. I don't read it and even write it down and say, you know what, I'll think about this and maybe I'll dive into it later. No, no, I, if it's fascinating, I dive in right then, right there, and I get it done because I know that if I don't, well, I never will. And so yesterday I was doing this practice and I came across an interesting concept related to the hero's journey. You see, and I've talked about this before, but in the hero's journey, the the key component is that the main hero undergoes a catharsis transformation that is metaphysically death and then rebirth. However, the most creative and potent stories do not just contain the aspect of metaphysical death and rebirth, meaning, for instance, um, you know, learning and acquiring new attributes or, or new ways of looking at the world, right? That's, that is a metaphysical, that's not an actual physical transformation. That's a, that's a mental and cognitive, and it's above physical, which is what meta means. Meta in Latin or Greek, I don't have my, you know, I don't have my Zytokostin notebox with me right now. So I'm actually going to look this up. Let's see. Meta uh, etymology. I believe it means above, above or beyond. Let's see. So, yes, it means it's Greek. And I didn't know if it was, oh, that makes sense. It's Greek. It kind of sounds Greek. It means after or hey scott shepherd here real quick this podcast is sponsored by me yes me sir scott of shepherd i am committed to never shilling some dildo hipster crappy freaking product like all the other podcasters do all right my only ask however is that you spend 10 seconds Right now, literally pull to the side of the freaking road, the freeway, stop, and rate and review this podcast. Share it with a friend. This will help me spread my movement. You see, I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days writing and creating using analog tools while making multiple six figures if they even need to, and more importantly, building a tribe of people that they were called to build, okay? And I want you to rate and review this podcast because it will directly help me in this mission. That's all I ask. All right, now back to the regularly scheduled program. Peace. Essentially higher or beyond or between or among or above. So when you say metaphysical, you mean it's beyond physical. And that's not woo-woo, because metaphysical also can comprise and encompass things like photons in the universe, which exist, and gravity, right? That's You can't physically see that, 
it's above the physical realm, right? So in the context of the hero's journey, and when you're a copywriter telling the hero's journey, you obviously have to explain and take the, the reader through a metaphysical transformation. However, the most powerful and creative stories do not just have the metaphysical transformation and death. They also have physical transformation and physical death. The two most powerful stories and narratives that shape the our world today and the East and the West is what Joseph Campbell also points out uh, is Buddhism and Christianity. In both of those stories, there is a transformation in, 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 in death, the death of the old. And Buddha, uh, which his name was Siddhartha Gautama, uh, was a, a prince, and he went on a journey. He cut off his hair. He went through a physical transformation, emaciated. He sat under a, the Bodhi tree for seven days straight. And notice the theme, seven. There's, there's all these links and symbolism aspects in all of these stories. And he sat under a tree. The tree symbolizes the tree of enlightenment. It's a, it's a transformation experience, and it's almost like the, the motif is juxtaposed against a tree growing and sinking its roots into the earth. This is, this is, uh, this is of course, my language, but Joseph Campbell does point this concept out. And on the Western side of the world, you have Christianity, in which Jesus, quite literally, in that story, goes through not only a metaphysical change and transformation of ascending into heaven, but he physically dies and goes through a physical transformation. And death is the most powerful transformation, metaphysically and especially physically. And, well, the interesting thing also is the the tree of, I believe, awakening or tree of... Um, the tree of re- resurrection. It's the, it's called it's it has a it has an interesting name. Um, the rood, the holy rood, is is the name of the cross, and it's a it's a Christian relic, uh, a belief that it is part of the the wood of the the cross that Jesus uh, was crucified on, and the wood in that symbol is said to have come from the tree of. I believe awakening. It might be resurrect tree of revival or resurrection. It's 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 something along those lines. Uh, I know with ninety six percent confidence it's tree of awakening, but there's other variant terms for it. Now, the interesting thing is, just like the Buddhism story, it all centers around a tree, a tree aspect. Digs in, digs into the roots and grows, and there's life and death. And that is something that I found interesting yesterday in my research and thinking about in copywriting as well. Not not necessarily to, to use a tree, though I don't think it's 
quite frankly, that crazy of an idea. And I certainly know, at least as applies to the the realm that I'm most fascinated with right now, which is the analog world in Zeitelkasten, which is the practice of creating a note box uh, filing scheme with fixed numbers and cross references, which is based on paper and trees, right? Kind of just like the cross was based on trees. And in fact, the entire system is a tree-based system, just like GitHub is in the digital world. It seems that there is a link, a strong link between the systems that are the most powerful and I would say, well, the living, organic, emergent-based systems that are perennial and last a, a long time. One of the key properties, it seems, is that just like the myths, at the core and center of it is the motif of trees and branches. And, well, I know we're getting quite theoretical here. However, if you put your mind to it, you can definitely leverage this and make use of this. And I think it is worth looking into and doing because the two stories I just brought up, the East and West, Buddhism, Christianity, and the great myths of our time are so powerful and deep because they have not just emerged and evolved from 2,000 years ago, or I don't know how even old the the Buddhist story, Buddhism, Siddhartha Gautama story is. However, it didn't just start there. It emerged and evolved through oral tradition and over time. It's almost as, a, it's almost as if it's encoded and passed down and selected and ensconced in the mind and the shared narrative of the homo sapiens species and of human nature. And it is so powerful that if you are a copywriter and you're absolutely serious about it, then you should take this concept seriously. And you should start thinking about how you can apply such motifs in your copywriting, in your strategy, in your marketing as an entrepreneur. Because, well, quite frankly, number one, it's probably true. And number two is it's probably the most profound and deep theoretical experiment, at least in the world of the origin story and hero's journey and copywriting, that that you can do. And so if you're a serious copywriter, I say to you, think about this, apply it, try to innovate around this concept, and of course, keep me posted and let me know what you do. And I, of course, will keep you posted on what I do, because I do not intend to just use this material as, well, interesting thought food and brain food and something interesting to share with my my people and my listeners. And, you know, I don't, I didn't read it for the sake of well, just sharing it with you one day so I have, I'd have some material to share on a podcast. Like, 
I quite frankly don't care. Like I, I will literally sit here and talk about my cat, Brodus, uh, licking his, I don't know if he's licking his leg or his ball sack right now. Like I will literally talk about that for 30 minutes. I could give a damn. I'm here to add value in any way I can every single day consistently. And well, I don't, I didn't even plan on talking about the aspect of the motif of death and the tree and physical transformation. And I didn't even, I didn't even get into death that much. Um, and that's an interesting one because it's like, what do you do? What do you do with, how, how do you incorporate physical death into your, into your story? Right. In star Wars, you know, Luke Skywalker goes through a physical death. He loses his hand. He becomes almost a new person, a robot, right? Anakin Skywalker goes through the same thing, death and transformation into Darth Vader, you know, the opposite. It's he's the anti-hero's journey. Um, even, even Samson in the Bible, he went through a physical transformation of cutting off his hair and he was emasculated. And, lost all of his strength. And then you have Simba in The Lion King. He went through a physical transformation as he went through uh, maturity. And, you know, so it's it's not just death. It's death of something physical. Something physical has to die. Uh, ideally, it would be your hair, um, like cutting off your hair if you have a ponytail. Or, and unideally, it would be uh, getting crucified and dying. <laughs> um and I'm not laughing at that, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I am a dialectical monist and I am both a Catholic and I would say probably a Buddhist as well at the same time. So dialectically. Um, so I take the crucifix crucifixion very seriously as I can butcher the pr pronunciation of it. However, you know, I'm being dead serious. I asked this to myself yesterday. I'm like, how do you actually go through a transformation experience or, or death? Like, what is the ultimate? Well, the ultimate. So, so what you ideally would want to do is you want to, <laughs> you would, you would want to die and then be reborn physically. Right. And then I asked the inverse because the inverse is always uh, an even more interesting qu question in many cases. So it was like, what is the one thing in one, death transformation that you would not want your hero to have to undergo. And it would of course be, well, I wouldn't want my hero, like let's say me or, or of the hero's journey, I wouldn't want my hero to die and then not come back. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, it's like the, you're playing Russian roulette and the odds are stacked against you. If if your plan is to create the best hero story ever, which is to die and then come back to life, because I know there's some of those uh, se severe wild um, cases out there wherein people insist, and, and then of course they write best-selling books afterwards, in which they insist they, they died and they were in heaven and then, then they've come back. But uh, I don't know if that's a route you want to bank on. So... The physical transformation and the physical death part doesn't have to necessarily be <laughs> you actually dying. It can be a, a part of you um, that is no longer a part of you. 
And so with that, uh, I need to run right now. I need to go to my external perception coach and uh, get my my feedback on, well, how I can externally be perceived in a manner of which I am deemed by those who do not know me as an asshole. And so I'm going to try and go uh, mitigate that, or I would say manage that probability so that it's not 80% and maybe I can get it to 50%. And regardless, I quite frankly don't care too much unless it has to do more with my marketing. And well, I don't know. The relationship part is is cool as well. I just find it freaking fascinating and interesting. So anyways, I got to run because I'm going to be late to my appointment with my external perception coach to go fix my quote unquote perception problems. I mean, it's not as if I, you know, talk out of my ass and talk about my Cap Brodus's butthole on a podcast all day. I don't know what she's freaking insinuating here. Like I have an external perception problem. But anyways, I got to run. So Ladies and gentlemen, love you as always, and return tomorrow because I will be back. And I advise you, as always, to do one thing and one thing only today. And that is to stay crispy, my friends. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, Frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepherd. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, alright? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds, right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.